when Frida starts saying something like, you never close your eyes anymore when we kiss your lips. That's funny. That's going to tie into something I say later, actually. Really? Yeah, but um, I, what I'll... Are you talking about... Are you going to be talking about your favorite actor? No. Are you going to be talking about Tom Cruise and Top Gun? Maybe. Best performance of the modern era? Maybe. You never know. <laughs> now, th- this week I was going to start it out strong with this song. Borderline, I think that I'm going to lose my mind. Because you keep on pushing my love over the borderline. Borderline. You know... You probably know why I'm singing that. No, you know, the thing is, is that no matter what song it is, you sing it to the same melody, which is some imagined Joey Hall melody that's in your head. And it's not just... I mean, like... That's fine, because when you get to the refrain, you're good. You know the refrain and the tempo and the and the beat and everything, but when you're singing the verse, you sing the same, <laughs> the same song every week. I do not. Right? You don't know. Yeah, you do. I do, do know. Why were you singing, why were you singing that? Because. <laughs> you'll, you'll see in my What's the Hype. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, hey, see, I keep yeah. singing that song because of that, and it's wrong. It's totally wrong because it's not right. But I need to ask you something when we come to that. Okay. Let's just start out with that. Okay. Yeah. Welcome to Only Like Their Old Stuff, episode twenty. Oh, this is our twentieth anniversary. It is our twentieth. It's our gold anniversary. Is that the gold anniversary? I don't know. Hey, baby. What's the 20th anniversary? What are you supposed to get for your 20th anniversary? Thank God. Okay. What is it? She doesn't know. Oh. <laughs> I'll look it up. Uh, okay. Well, no, I'm not going to tell you. This is exciting. Chris, this is a great... Dead air. It's our twentieth. It's our twentieth. Hey, before we get into that, let me let me kick this little bit that you stopped me from talking about before we got on. Okay. Let's let's go into the. Oh, so okay. Groove and I have these conversations that just bust out, and <laughs> usually we don't have the recording equipment on. And this time I started getting into one, and uh, he was like, "Well, wait, We're China." Like, China? China. China. Chinese China. Fine China. So we're eating Chinese food tonight. And it's not- China! <laughs> Stop yelling. <laughs> Stop yelling across your house. The listeners don't hear that. <laughs> oh, no. Well, this little bit will appease um, E. Wheezy because he asked for us. He wanted more NBA talk. And uh, the NBA season has kicked off. We talked about it last week. And the um, the Celtics are five and zero. Just, just so you know, follow. And Time out. Um, Time out. Yeah. Guess what I'm eating? A peach. Reese's dark chocolate. Oh, those are the best. That's my favorite candy in the whole world. Reese's dark chocolate. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I went out to buy Halloween candy. Yeah. I bought a bag of the miniature Reese dark chocolates. Oh, I didn't know they had the miniature ones. Yeah, I didn't even put it in the 
<laughs> no, you're not going to waste that on those kids. Yeah, so pre-kids. continue. It's so NBA. smooth, man. It's so, it's so good. I'm eating two, and then I'm going to stop. Yeah, right. I eat that whole bag. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this, the Celtics are 5-0, and which sets them up for a really good end of the season where they're all going to be hurt and limping into the playoffs. But, um, yeah, there's one player that we've talked about many times um, named uh, Rajon or Rajon Rondo. The Hamburglar. Which we call him the Hamburglar. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so his name, I guess, is Rajon, but of course, nobody knows how to pronounce it, it seems like. And so last season, there was a big kind of like, they called him Rajon sometimes, and then they're like, no, he wants to be called Rajon. And now, I watched the game the other night, and they, they've just, uh, avoided the controversy altogether. They just call him Rondo. So he's just got one name now. Like Rondo. 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 So him and uh He looks the, like an alien. He does. He well he looks like he's about twelve. For one thing. Yeah, he does. Real he young. looks like he's twelve. He's real young and he's real small. He's like short. He is. He is. He's, he's he, you're surprised that he's a basketball player. Yeah. Um but, but he, he is the hamburglar. Chris Paul, who's like one of the really good point guards on uh the uh the New Orleans Hornets, they got into a fight last night, apparently, like a yelling match, and it ended with uh, Rajon telling him uh, that he's got a ring and that Chris Paul won't ever get a ring. No way. Which I thought was, like, real, like, I mean, it sounds like, ooh, legit, but then you're like, wait a second, that sounds kind of childish. Like, I got a ring and you don't. You'll never get one. (laughs) Sounds like a kid that has, like, an ice cream cone or something, you know? Yeah. Got an ice cream cone. You can't get one. Mm. <laughs> Apparently Chris Paul wanted to fight him. The uh did you know that Rajan or Rajan or Rondo, Rondo <laughs> You know he has two R's tattooed on his back? Oh uh, yeah? Yeah, check Twitter. I just posted it. Sweet. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways. Rondo. I've got a ring and you don't. (laughs) You can just see him, like, putting his hand on his hip and swinging his finger back and forth. Yeah, yeah, you'll never get one. They're going to do those guys on those puppet commercials this season. (laughs) Have you seen my championship ring, Chris Paul? (laughs) Look at my ring. Look at my ring. Look at my my iPhone. Look at my iPhone. (laughs) Uh, Rondo ain't got no iPhone. Rondo, the Hamburglar himself. Dude, it's hard to keep up with, but I, like, this is my first season really, like, trying to watch more than casually. And it's hard to keep up with the games and stuff. Man, it's Because they tough. go on so many, like, I don't understand the schedule and... Yeah. And they don't play series, they'll play, like, uh, m- many different cities in one, like, one week, it seems like, so... Yeah. So, I don't know, like... Well, yeah... So did you did you wind up watching that game last night, the World Series game? Uh, I I did. Um, I was watching that, and I was time out. We are fucking sucking right now. We need to turn up the energy, because you know what? But it's the twentieth episode. It is the twentieth. It's the twentieth episode. Welcome to only like their old stuff again. Episode twenty. Find China. Find China. 
find China. <laughs> we'll get into the World Series when I get to my hype. And yeah. Not hype. Uh, I figured, yeah, I just, yeah, I, I, I haven't talked to you all day, so I just was like, I thought we were just on the phone. <laughs> yeah, let's just, we'll catch up on the chit chat right now and um, talk about people that no one else here knows. And, uh, so let's do some housekeeping. Housekeeping! Housekeeping! <laughs> Uh, number one fan this week is going to be a dude who has been a fan for a long time. Um, we've mentioned him on the show because we congratulated him for uh, getting engaged. Um, and it's uh, Nate Helgerson, also known as Nate Helter Skelterson. Helter Skelterson. Um, and Nate's an interesting dude because he's like this big, tall, goofy, Viking-looking dude from Iowa. And um, he just... Uh, I don't know. He'll 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 surprise you. He'll just contact you out of the blue with some funny thing, and you'll have you'll totally not expect it, you know. So he sends us little comments about the show. He'll text them to us or whatever. Like last night, the Saints were playing, and he texted texted Drew Brees. Yeah. And uh, so but also like on Gmail right now, he's his status is our website. See, that's I only like oldstuffatgmail.com. Or I only like oldstuff.com. Yeah, it's legit. And, you know, he tweets. He just about only tweets about us. Yeah. Which is cool, but he doesn't tweet much. So We, we like haven't recognized him. And he, last night he was like, oh, you guys are awesome. I love your show, Brosith. He called me Brosith. <laughs> Bro- <laughs> uh, yeah, he's also a member of the Armed Forces, so saluting the Armed Forces here. He is a genius. Uh, I think he's well. a pilot. I think he's a pirate. <laughs> yeah, he is a pirate, for sure. He is a pilot. I don't know if he's piloting helicopters or jets, though. Yeah. The last I talked to him, he was about to find out whether or not it'd be helicopters or jets. Hel- uh, but, well, congratulations, number one fan. Yeah. Nate. What's up, Nate? CIC Harboyle. Uh, um, yeah. A shout-out to um, – we asked for pictures from you, you viewers' Halloween costumes – and got one picture. They're listeners. Listeners. We did. We got one but picture. One. So, so shout out to uh, to Miss. Her son Mikey went as a zombie. And yeah, and I don't know about that. Why? He didn't really look like a zombie. He looked like a monster. He was something it, scary, man. It was scary as well. It was yes. no doubt. But I'm not. I'm just not sure it was a zombie per se. That's not the. That's not the zombie that I'm used to. There may be a different zombie out west that I'm not. Right. Not used that's to. one of them California and, zombies. That's uh, yeah, left-handed cigarette zombie. Yeah. Right there. But yeah. uh, but no, it was cool. It was definitely that was a legit costume. It was uh, you know I mean it was like I'm out to scare people. Very yeah. short, scary creature. <laughs> yeah. Um, I saw there was a lot of those costumes with that. What that basically is is like this like piece of like pressed rubber that's molded into the shape of this like you know nasty decaying body. And it's yeah. I saw several of those this year. While I was handing out candy. They're pretty crazy. Yeah. Looking. What? Uh, how many people did you have come to the house? Or how many? Let me rephrase it. How many visits? Let's see. I don't know about visits. See, we had big packs of kids come. I bet there was like seventy or eighty kids. No way. Yeah, I bet so there was like there was lots candy? of groups of like ten kids. How much money did you spend on candy? Not much. Jennifer got a couple bags, and I got a couple bags, and I, I like was giving out a lot at first, and then I started like, you know, being a little more frugal with it. 
So you gave them the candy? Yeah. Okay. I don't let them get their own candy. They'd be grabbing well, handfuls. Yeah, that happened to me. <laughs> that happened to me. You'd never given out candy before, Ed. I'd never given out candy before. I got Common mistakes, trust me. I, I, I bought Almond Joy, Milky Way, Kit Kat, and uh, probably a million mini Reese Cups. Yeah. Because obviously they're the best. And I figured all the kids, kids would get all the Reese Cups, and they'd leave, like, the Almond Joys. Definitely knew. I knew for sure the Almond Joys would go last, you know? Yeah. We had four visits, okay? That's it? Four visits. We maybe have 20 Reese Cups left. Yeah. I'm talking, like, $30 worth of candy is gone. With four visits. Four visits. Two visits had two children. Two <laughs> visits. One visit had about five, and another visit had about seven. Yeah. And I would just open the door and be like, oh, cool. And I just leaned down with the ball. I mean, they just, they were, they were violating the bowl, grabbing and putting in their bags and grabbing and grabbing and grabbing it. Like, same hand going into the bowl three or four times. And I didn't know what to do. So I was just like hyping it up. I was like, yeah, get it. Woo. <laughs> now you wonder why you don't have any candy left. <laughs> No nah, man, well, that, that's a common rookie mistake. You won't make that next year. You got to work it out, you know. And like, you need to like reward the kids with the good costumes and punish yeah. the kids with the bad ones. Well, the problem was is that the dogs would start barking. Yeah. And so Mackenzie was like all hype on on the trick or treaters, but she would like take the dogs to the bedroom, and she'd be running back to the door about the time the kids had had their fill of our candy. Yeah. So she didn't really get to hype it up too much, and I guess I probably should have been a good fiancé and taking the dogs by myself, but, I mean, come on. Not your dogs. <laughs> she got them dogs. Uh, so, uh, so, well, dude, true. I got we had, like, big packs of kids, and I was surprised that we had a bunch of older kids, too, which is usually bullshit, because usually the older kids show up, they have no costume, and they just want candy, but these kids were, like, really dressed up. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, I can respect that. I'll give you some candy. But like, yeah, they had some yeah. legit costumes. There was this kid dressed up as Yoshi. He was about as tall as me. Yeah. And he was dressed up as Yoshi from Super Mario World. Yeah. And it was legit because he had his, like, face sticking through, and then the Yoshi head was on top of his face, you know? Yeah. And, like, a real long neck. And um, it, it was funny, man. There was, a, there was a Mario that was pretty legit, and there was this little kid that was dressed up as... Uh, I, I sat, I was staring at him, and I was like, is he a dinosaur or is he a dragon? And his <laughs> sister said, he's either a dinosaur or a dragon. He can't figure it out. And I was like, I was like, did I say that out loud? No, I didn't. It's girl in my thoughts. <laughs> was she, was she Jean Grey? <laughs> no, she wasn't. That would have been a good costume. Though. So, well, I had, um, there was a group that came that was like, um, they were immigrants and they didn't speak English. And yeah. it was, it was like, uh, it was the group of seven. And like, even the, the moms were taking, um, the candy and stuff. And, and really they were taking it for their kids because there were like three of the kids were not toddlers, but they definitely weren't kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And one of them, he was so cute. He was dressed up as Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. And like his belly was 
a bowl of honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he grabbed a Reese cup and he started eating it with the foil on. Uh, that's legit. There was. Uh, well, so the like, family was walking away, and he was still standing in the doorway, staring at us, confused as to why the foil was tasting so bad, because he only had foil in his mouth. Uh, and the kids, he was like, no, oh, no, that's foil, that's foil. And it wouldn't have mattered, <laughs> because it, I think, I, I don't know, I don't know how old he was, but I don't even know if he would have been able to, like, speak, period. Yeah. It wasn't, the, it wasn't, it wasn't English that was the barrier there. I think it was the age. Oh, I like, got I was you. surprised that he was standing up. Anyways. We had this one little guy that was dressed as a ladybug. Yeah. He was this big, fat, round ladybug costume, and he couldn't hardly move. His, like, arms were sticking out to the side, you know? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, man. Nice. I liked it. We, I mean, we enjoyed ourselves. We, um... I like seeing the costumes and stuff. Well, we went... See, we went down to Scarewinds the night before. Yeah. And um, I'll, I'm gonna. I got a couple things to mention about Scarewinds, if that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. It's the twentieth episode, so. Well, talk about twenty things. What yeah. number are we on? We're on two. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever, we go down there, and I don't want to take it. I don't want to talk too long about it because you know, after a holiday, nobody likes to hear about the holiday. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't want to talk about Halloween too much. But this is Scarewinds. We 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 got there early. Long story short, next year, I suggest to everybody listening to go to Scarewinds. It's worth it. We'll have an IOLTOS meetup at Scarewinds next we year. We could. We could have a fan base hype party at Scarewinds. Yeah. Well, so... Did you did you ride the cycling? Yeah, I rode the cycling. Did you enjoy it? Well, let me tell you this. Okay, we were first in line Yeah. for the cyclone because you said go there first. Yeah. We were first in line. Right. Rode the, we were in the front of the cart on the very first ride that went off that night. Sweet. And we also were on the very last pirate ship. You know the pirate ship that goes upside down? Yeah, yeah. We were on the very last one of the night. Wow. Okay. You opened it and closed it. Opened it and closed it. Now, there's some things, though. Number one, love the cyclone. However, should have gone to the Nighthawk for the first ride of the night. Oh, yeah. See, I don't know about the Nighthawk. Haven't been there since that came out. Okay. We rode four rides in a, in one hour. Right. Awesome timing, right? Yeah. Four rides, one hour. At the end of the fourth ride, I'm like, you know what? I'm not scared. Yeah. We rode the Drop Tower. Yeah. And the Ricochet. Yeah. And, uh, which the Ricochet is hype. Oh, I'm surprised you didn't, like, get sick on that. No. No. Um, but so we go over to the Cobra, and we wait in line for 30 minutes for that one. And yeah. then we go to the Vortex. We wait 45 minutes in line for that one. Then we go to Nighthawk. We waited an hour and a half Yeah. in line. Way too long to wait. But let me tell you, none of the rides scared me until the Nighthawk. Yeah. That ride through me for real. Now the Cobra got me sick, you know, yeah. wigged me out. But the Nighthawk scared the shit out of me. <laughs> it was awesome. So yeah. it's one of those you get in and you sit with your in on your back, okay, or like you sit like in a lazy boy. 
okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a lap bar, and then you have these things that go over your shoulders that buckle as well. Yeah. And then when everybody's in and ready, they tilt your your seat all the way back to where the blood starts rushing to your head. So you're yeah. you're just mildly inverted, okay? And then they take you up the hill, and you're laying on your back. And of course, Mackenzie and I are in the front of the cart, the the very front one. Yeah. And um. Oh my God, my sisters. Um. Um, so as soon as you get to the top of the hill, they flip you upside down. So now you are facing the ground. Wow. With nothing like, and so they, that you do flips and everything, you know, I mean, everything a roller coaster does, but it's just new. It was hype. And, um, and then we went through some, uh, haunted houses, right? Yeah. And, um, so Mackenzie had been in front of me for these haunted houses. You just like walk through. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, she was getting scared and stuff. People hop out and get you, you know, they surprise you and startle you and that kind of thing. And Mackenzie um, was, like, <clears throat> done um, done being in front. She wanted to be behind me. And as soon as she got behind me, I we were getting out of this one haunted house. And, and I knew for some reason that me walking in front was not a good idea. And um and I walk around the corner and I see the person. Didn't startle me, right? And I'm thinking to myself, that's gonna scare the shit out of Mackenzie. Yeah. And the next thing I hear is, Oh my god, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And I turn around and the girl that was startling people was holding her nose. And Mackenzie said, I'm sorry, fight or flight, fight or flight. And she turns to me and she said, I headbutted that girl. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why on earth would she headbutt anybody? Because she got scared. And so her first reaction was headbutt. Oh, my God, the poor girl. <laughs> that poor girl with broke-ass nose. <laughs> oh, my God, that's awful. <laughs> that's what you get. <laughs> so, anyways, um... We, uh, one last thing. Yeah. We're leaving the place, right? And you know, oh, one guy did say to me, I did get started once. And, um, and the, the ghost or goblin or whatever said, I got you, Grizzly Adams. But, um, we we were leaving and, um, the parking lot is full, right? Yeah. Hundreds of people, maybe thousands, probably thousands of people, whatever. Yeah, because they had 500 <laughs> yeah. dressed up. <clears throat> We're waiting in line. It's going to take an hour at least to get out of the parking lot, right? Yeah. And people are being dicks, right? And they're breaking the rules. They've got these cones on the left side of the cars. And you, you motherfuckers are driving over the cones, cutting in front of people to try to get up further in line. Yeah. I'm not explaining this well, but it's a one-way road, and the one-way road is going by the the parking lot, and the cones are separating the road and the parking lot, okay? And I'm not going to break the rules, because I just don't break the rules like that. I may be a dick and, like, not let somebody in front of me, but I'm not going to break the rules like that. And there was two cars ahead of us. The guy didn't couldn't pull up enough, and, and cars just kept driving over the cones and turning right. To get out of the parking lot, but they they had so many people had done it that they were basically parallel with us. Yeah, 
uh, or they were, you know, they were in front of two cars in front of me. So there were three cars in front of me stopped. And I was like, this is outrageous because it's a really, we're really close to the front door. So the parking lot is like from us all the way to the major road. Mm-hmm. And um, security guard comes up, lifts up the cones and tells us to go the other direction. So for not breaking the rules, we got rewarded by getting out of the parking lot in literally, what, one and a half minutes. Oh, we, yeah? We've got to fly by all those motherfuckers. See, it's when people break the rules like that. If everybody would follow the rules, you'd get out of those situations quickly. But yeah, it's just like when, a road, when half the road is closed uh, on the interstate. Somebody's always got to pass, you know, and get on up there, and then it, like, clogs everything up. Yeah. So, scare ones. They put a lot into that, man. The there's probably fifty million uh, fog machines. That's a lot of fog machines. That's a lot of fog. You're walking through fog the whole time. There's tons of people in character. There's people in the huge costumes that like were like they're looking out of the chest of the costume, you know, and it's like eight feet tall. Yeah. And then there's people that are just like done up in masks and latex and stuff that run around the, the park. And then there's like eight haunted houses and it's nuts, man. People be walking up right behind you, not saying anything, waiting for you to turn around and they're all zombified <laughs> and shit. It's, it's crazy. I got to watch a lot of people get really spooked. Got to watch some kids cry. Oh, that's always um, good. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, the, the kids. I love there. going to haunted houses. We used to go. me and P-Dog used to go every year in Columbia. But um, did you have anybody running around with a chainsaw? Yeah, we did. That's a classic Our, move. Like usually, if the, uh, the haunted houses you go to that are run and like you know, that's what that's what makes stuff, the difference like between the a, a BS one and a legit one. Yeah, you gotta have the chainsaw. And the, yeah, and the chainsaw guy was really good. The chainsaw yeah. guy always scares me. I always get scared. Yeah. Even though I know that it doesn't have a chain on it, I just get scared. It's that noise, such a violent noise. Yeah. It's like train. It, the train horn scares me. He would let everybody forget about it, and he would walk. He would walk up behind, you know, a whole group of people, yeah. and just rev it. <clears throat> so, um, and then whoever broke away, you know, that was the person he chased. <laughs> it was nuts because they let people in early to the park, but they didn't let them in to where the rides were. So you were standing. We were standing in line waiting to like get into the park, right? Yeah, and. Uh, quarter till seven, park opens at seven, quarter to seven, they let a group of us in. They let probably 200 people in and they held us up again because I guess they didn't want the lines at the front to get so long. You know I mean? They were just kind of staggering it. Yeah. And, um, and so we're, you know, there's a bunch of people standing, you know, right at the entrance to the park, but on the other side of the gate. And all of a sudden, and we're standing there for 15 minutes, you know. I mean, there's no – they've got cops there or guards there or whatever. And all of a sudden, these all these people in costumes start start appearing. Yeah. <laughs> they start appearing in the crowd. And they're, like, walking around and shit and fucking with people. And it was, like, mob mentality, dude. You would hear that chainsaw go off, and it was, like, a wave of panic. That would oh, my go gosh. Through. I'm surprised it didn't start a riot. 
Yeah, it was nuts. And they they started the fog machines and stuff. And then out of this big rock of like that had like skeletons and stuff in it at seven o'clock, this dude rises out of this rock with like red lights on him and. Is this big loud announcement of like my minions will take your soul and all this kind of shit? It was nuts. That's awesome, man. It's, it's all theatrical and stuff. Yeah, really theatrical. I That's mean, they cool, have next year. We're, I'm going for you sure. You got to man. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome. So next year, what we're going to be doing is going not on the Halloween weekend. Yeah, we're going to go we, earlier so that we can get. They do the, it all. They do it all month, right? Yeah, every yeah week. yeah. But the thing is, like. These haunted houses are are legit, and they have lines. They have yeah. lines, like ride lines, to get into them. And it wasn't because there were that many people there; it's because they were that good. So, anyway, cool, man. Mm-hmm. Well, while you were at Scarewinds, um, I was having a terrible migraine. <laughs> and you called me, and I didn't answer the phone because I was on my deathbed. Uh, you called me, I guess, after you had gotten out of the parking lot, presumably, or while you were waiting in line in the parking lot um, to leave. And I didn't answer the phone because I was like, I cannot talk right now. Uh, I had a really bad migraine, and I started vomiting, which only happens. Like, I get migraines every once in a while, and the really bad ones I'll start throwing up with. Um, and so I was puking. Now, granted, my girlfriend was over for the weekend. We were spending the weekend together. Um, and we don't get to spend alone time very much together. And, uh, so she was playing video games with my friends, um, you know, with this new video game she got that I was hyped to play and I didn't get to play cause I was, I was puking. I was throwing up and that's not, that's not to criticize her because when I'm puking, I don't want anybody to touch me or be around me. I want to be left alone, you know? Yeah. So I, I don't say that to like say, oh, she was playing video games while I was puking. She was playing video games while I was puking. I'm just saying that because I would have rather have been playing video games, too, than throwing yeah. up. Yeah. So it got me thinking, like, there's this whole kind of, like, it, people have different ways of dealing with vomiting. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of people that handle it better than I do. Yeah. I know people that are very nonchalant about it. Like, they can just puke and be okay. <laughs> you know? Like yeah. just they they could be talking to you and be like wait hold on a second <laughs> so where was I yeah let's get back into the con- you know I am not like that it's like a full body experience for me I don't do it that often but when I do have that it's like the worst experience ever you know yeah um so I'm just want, wondering what your uh how how do you deal with it well you know I I would that's a good that you said you know I mean people do handle it differently and I was even wondering when you mentioned that we could talk about this and how you negotiate the vomit, um, that if people actually would have to turn off this podcast just because we're talking about it. Well, maybe we should warn people clinically. 10 minutes ago that, uh, yeah, we're talking about vomiting now. So. Well, we're only going to talk about it for a minute. Then we're going to say vomit at the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's our 20th anniversary. Yeah. So, so we're celebrating. Um, well, okay. So I don't vomit much. At yeah. all. Hardly ever. Me, me and, either. Right. So I, th- I feel like when I do, my body's paying me back yes. for not vomiting Vom- for years. Because um, I've really only vomited like twice in seven years. Yeah. 
Um, and the last time I did it, actually, McKenzie still brings it up. Yeah. Yeah, because I had, um, I guess I had an upset stomach um, all night uh, yeah. because I had, I, I, I just remember, she was actually, I mean, literally, she brought this up just like two days ago. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> how hilarious it was for her to see me vomiting um, because I had had a lot of Pepto-Bismol. Yeah. That night, and um, and I was vomiting so loud, and she came to see if I was okay, and she opened the door as I was vomiting, and it, for me, vomiting, I, I do one thing and one thing only. I run to the bathroom, and I vomit in the toilet, and I it my entire body seizes up and yeah. just comes out because it it. It takes incapacitating me in order for me to vomit because I refuse to do it. And uh, my mom's the same way. I mean, she, I can't, I've never seen that woman vomit. Yeah. I've never even heard of her doing it, you know. And um, she can't swallow pills and she can't vomit. And I'm basically the same way. Yeah. Um, but I can swallow pills. But so I'm doing that. But she opens the door to see if I'm okay. And she just starts bursting out laughing at me. And I can't do anything. I can, like, move my eyes, but I can't move my head, you know. And she said – and I was vomiting all pink because it was Pepto, you oh, know. No. And uh, so, yeah, I'm – I am i don't know. I don't – I can't really do it. I mean, I don't yeah. – but it's nuts. I mean, it's really – you know, I mean, yeah, it's a bad – it's a horrible experience, you know. And I feel like I'm nauseous now just thinking about it. But oh, yeah, it's the worst for me because I, I, I imagine I'm like I, I, like the other night I was like, oh my god, what if this goes on for hours? I won't be able to handle it. <laughs> you know, and I make well, like I start making these like uh, weird deals with myself. Like okay, I'm gonna make this one really good, and then I'm not gonna vomit anymore. I'm not gonna puke anymore. This is gonna be the last one, last heave, last. Oh, oh. You know. <laughs> Well, for me, well, getting, I mean, I can like, um, these days I can kind of see it and not get too sick. Yeah. Like if somebody else vomits, but if it's me, I vomit, that first vomit, seeing that makes me so much more sick. Yeah. That it's like I keep vomiting because I vomited that first time. Yeah. It's like that opening to the office, you know, where... They, they all few, yeah. Or like yeah. in the, they talk about it in the Goonies, where Chunk threw up in the movie theater, and then everybody started throwing up. Yeah, yeah, oh uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that, um. Yeah, I, at one time at camp, I had to take some kids to the airport. Yeah, and um, I had there was two vans. It was me and then another guy was driving the other van. And we got to the airport, and it was in the morning, and we were, like, sitting down. I was sitting with the kids in the lobby of the airport or whatever, and uh, the guy that was with me had gone to the coffee shop. And I was reading a newspaper, and I look up, and this kid hadn't even said anything. He just got out of his chair, got down on all fours, and just started throwing up green, <laughs> green pea soup. Oh. And this is, like, in the middle of the airport, literally the middle oh. of the airport where everybody's walking. Oh. I know exactly where that is. Yeah, you know where it is. This is a big common area, uh, big because it's well, a small the, airport. But well, the the thing about the airport is that it's so small that they've only got one common area. They, they've got those stairs that go up. The, the, right, the so everybody person. comes through that common area. Every single person. Yeah. And so this kid is down on all fours, just just puking his guts out, and it's just <laughs> coming forth. Just it's green pea soup. 
coming forth over and over. And like, I'm amazed at it. Like, I'm like, this kid is too small to be, pu- how did he get this much in his body to start with? Yeah. And I'm like freaking out because I'm like, what do I do? You know, what can I do? And so I'm like, uh, okay, I gotta go get Scotty. So I run into the, <laughs> I run into the coffee shop and I'm like, Scotty, Scotty, so-and-so is puking. You gotta come help me deal with this situation. And he's yeah. like, all right, man. And so he comes rushing out like the hero and he sees the kid down on the floor. The kid's still puking, projectile vomiting on the floor. And he turns to me and goes, I'm like, well, what's wrong, man? You gotta do something. He's like, I can't, man. I can't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be sick. And so he runs off to the bathroom and throws up. And so I'm left here with this kid, and I'm like, just about the time I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do something about this. The kid stands up, wipes his uh, mouth off with his shirt sleeve, and then goes and sits back down. And I'm like, you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. And that apparently, I heard from other people that took airport runs later in the day that puke stayed there all day long in that airport. Oh no! Nobody cleaned it up. Well, that's a. I I didn't mention this, but when we were we got to the very end of the this is the the Nighthawk the hour and a half wait. Yeah. We get to the very end of the line, where we're looking at the roller coaster, and they had to stop because they had to clean up one of the seats. Oh, somebody and threw nobody, up. Nobody could tell if it was throw up or if it was like diarrhea. <laughs> And so everybody was, nobody got on that ride. <laughs> they let it go through. <laughs> oh, oh, so I felt bad for the people that were behind us. They couldn't see what the holdup was about, you know? Yeah. They had to go sit in that. Yeah, I don't, man, I, there was one time that, <laughs> that, there's only been one time ever where I've thrown up and it has been all right. Yeah. And I've been able to recover like that. But usually, like, man, when I'm throwing up, I need somebody to put a cold washcloth to my head. That's what I need. I need that, that mother's touch right there, that loving, it's going to be okay. Because I'm positive when it's happening, nothing in the world is going to be okay ever again. Yeah, that's the feeling I get, too. Like, oh, yeah. my God, this is the end. Am I going to die? Am I going to die right now? Is this what death is? Oh my god, this is terrible. Oh my god. Um, yeah, I, well, my, I'm the opposite though. I don't want anybody to touch me or see me or anything, cause I feel like if anyone touches me or tries to talk to me, I'm just like, it's gonna make the vomiting worse. Yeah, it's gonna get worse. And so I'm like, uh, uh, don't talk to me. Don't talk, just don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. You know, I'm doing that thing. And, uh, I need that, that cold washcloth and the rub on the back. Yeah. And so that's what made it that much worse. That that's what was going on in my head. Was like that's what I needed. And Mackenzie opened the door and started laughing at me. Yeah. It was like the opposite. <laughs> well, that's what Maria was playing video games online with all of our friends that we play online with, and they were taking the time out of their game to mock me for throwing up. And so every time I'd come back in the room after throwing up, Maria would say, Oh, so-and-so said something about you throwing up. You're a wuss. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thanks, friends. Thank you. Speaking of those guys, I was standing with Reaper and Sepku and Indros. Yeah. At, at college one time, and we had just eaten lunch, and um, it was back when I smoked cigarettes, and I had this, like, gag reflex thing, mm-hmm. and um, we were at, at the college, and there were a lot of very um, attractive co-eds walking around the campus, and they made me laugh, and it triggered my gag reflex, <laughs> and I just, I was standing on the sidewalk right outside the cafeteria, and I just looked over to the side and vomited, 
Oh my and, god. Uh, and continued the conversation and continued smoking the cigarette and like You're just like ha 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 Oh man, it was like uh, tears were coming out of my eyes, but it wasn't just tears from laughing, it was also tears from vomiting and they had lost their shit. The other guys had absolutely lost it because here I was vomiting in front of all these young hot co-eds. <laughs> it was the most repulsive thing ever. And we had just eaten lunch. So, I mean, it was like my entire lunch came oh, out. Oh, man. <laughs> so bad. Oh, it's so bad to, to taste all that again. Get it all in your nose and stuff, and then you're sunk. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, okay. I just, like, I'm, I, I feel, it's like the worst feeling in the world to me to throw up. But then afterwards, it's like I can, it's like this, this high I have after it's I over with. It usually makes everything better. I cannot imagine anybody still listening to this podcast. <laughs> There's people out there laughing. They know what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, so, so write in and tell us your best vomiting story. Yeah. Yeah. Send us pictures of your Halloween costume. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. Um, I had something else. I was just watching VH1. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Or maybe it was MTV. I guess it was MTV. But there's this reality show on there called um, Work for P. Diddy 2. Oh, God. Which apparently there was a Work for P. Diddy, P. Diddy 1. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's like a, it's like The Apprentice, but with P. Diddy. Yeah. And yeah, all these people that want to be his uh, assistant or whatever. So does he say you're fired? I No, I, I don't think he has a catchphrase. He's only in the yeah. show. It looked like he was only in the show for about one minute every week. Yeah. Um, but he, his his thing is the um, sorry, the um. He's he's given up on making bands. I he, he this is what was in the promo when they like showed the, the this is coming up next. He says, "I go to war every day," and I was like, "Do you? <laughs> Do you really? You go to war every day?" <laughs> I mean, it's not like you're, like, working in the streets anymore, you know, like, hustling. Yeah. And you're not in the Army. What, no. what does P. Diddy have to go to war with? I didn't, I didn't who even is know. Who is he fighting? Who is he? What does he do? And what does he do all day that could be considered going to war? What does he do at all? <laughs> I don't know. Every, like, every once in a while he releases a terrible album. And dances. Yeah. I. That's ridiculous. I go to war. I, the last time I saw him on TV, they had they were having this competition. They were making a band, right? Yeah. And I, I didn't know what it was all about. I just saw, like, all these bassists. Yeah. It was like they were doing all the bassists, all the keyboardists, all the drummers and stuff. I was like, wow, that's kind of hype. And, um... And then they were getting them all together or whatever, and it, it took a little while, and I realized they, they were making a gospel band. Oh, yeah? Like, I can't remember the name of it. It must have been, like, Making the Band 3 or something. No, it was, like, Making the Band 12, dude. You need to get on your Making the Band history. Okay, well, I watched the second one. Whatever one was the first one with P. Diddy on it. (laughs) But that one, it seemed like all he did was talk about Biggie. (laughs) I was with Biggie. I was with Biggie. P. Diddy. Oh, man. That show, I, I watched a little bit of it tonight, and um, I watched that little promo thing, and then I saw the show, and right when I turned the show on, it was just like this, they were at their loft, you know, all the contestants were at their loft, it was like the, you know, 
just the candid part. Yeah. And this girl was pumping up this um this like exercise ball that you like. It was called do. Making His Band was the gospel one. Continue. Uh, um this girl was pumping up this exercise ball, you know, that you do like yoga with or whatever. Or Pilates mm-hmm. or something. And she was like arguing with this other girl and everybody was there staring at him. She's like, Are you gonna use this exercise ball? And the other girl was like, No, I'm not gonna use that and she's like, You gonna use this exercise ball? And the other girl was like, Yeah, I might use the exercise ball. Well you need to help pump it up then. And then she was like, no, you're not using this exercise ball because I'm pumping it up. And she was like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> and it was just like, and then she took the exercise ball and went to her room. And I was like, wow, that's that's that passes for television. <laughs> wow. Wow. So making the band one was O-Town, and that was on ABC. Yeah, that was forever ago. And then making the band two was dub band, making yeah, the band, band, and that was three seasons. And then making the band three was three seasons. That was Danity Kane. Making the band four was three seasons, and then season three part two, and then making his band. Yeah, I guess was the was the last one. That's a lot of that's that's a lot of bands. Yeah, that's a lot. So. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. VH1 still uh still providing that programming there. That's MTV. MTV still That's providing MTV. that good programming. Wow. Um another thing I have was did you see this footage of Manu Ginobili from the Spurs knocking this bat down? I didn't during games. I couldn't watch it. I was on my phone for some reason the the it, there was an error on my phone or whatever because I didn't have your iPhone, but I um <laughs> But I got to read the the excerpts about it. Yeah, that's a bat at the Spurs game, and it was Halloween night, I think. Yeah, there's a bat flying around in the uh, Spurs arena, and it's like causing all this all this nuisance and stuff, and like dive bombing people and stuff. And um, they they bring out a net and try to catch it with a net, and they're unsuccessful. And yeah. after a play is over with, it flies past Manu Ginobili on the Spurs, and Manu just like grabs the thing out of the air and throws it to the ground just as if it was like a fly and he just like they show it in slow motion real slow and it's just like he's just grabbing it and throwing it down um which i kind of feel bad for the bat because i think bats get a bad rap they're really not that bad of creatures they they get blamed for being rabbit or whatever but that's not that common but you know they eat bugs and stuff yeah, uh, but whatever, you know. I, it was such an amazing move that I was like, I kind of cut it some slack. But it was it was wild to see the dude knock it down, and afterwards he was just and he just went and sat on the bench. He was like, eh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> knock the bat down. He had to, apparently <laughs> the jokes on him because he had to get like twelve rabies shots, <laughs> which are apparently really painful. Um, today he had to get them, I think. That sucks. Yeah. That's that's pretty slick though. I mean, because they got sonar. He yeah, so, somebody was saying that was like that was like some Karate Kid flies with chopsticks type shit, you know? Or some Obama catching a fly shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of uh, how this is some more Halloween hype, and this will be it for me. The UT Vols came out in black jerseys. Oh yeah. To play against South Carolina. Uh, so they're black and orange. Yeah, they're black and orange. They. They put a hurting on South Carolina, which, you know, 
know, does does everybody good when Steve Spurrier loses, but um, you know, we're just gonna go out there and play football and probably well, that was, probably that lose. Was the thing. Yeah, a little update. You know, last last week uh, Joey did a little Steve Spurrier imitation, and uh, number one fan from last week, Jebediah, was watching uh, Game Day, and they had an interview with him because uh, Lane Kiffin was talking more shit, which is yeah. He's he's the best villain in the SEC and since Steve Spurrier when he was in Florida, and um, and they were like, so you know, because Lane said something along the lines of the the kid that was being recruited by UT wound up going to South Carolina, and he was like, you know, well, I guess he's going to be digging ditches after he graduates or something along pumping those lines. gas. Yeah, he's going to yeah, be. If you want to pump gas for the rest of your life, go to South Carolina. They were like. Um, well, Steve, how do you feel about that? Is is that going to affect how you coach the game or something like that? He's like, man, we're just going to go out there. When it's out on the field, it's just football. It's just offense versus defense. It's just a game when we go out there on the field. And um, Jebediah mentioned how good your impersonation of Steve Spurrier was. Yeah, because he actually said, like, the exact thing. The that exact same yeah. things that you were saying, yeah. Yeah, we're just going to go out there. Quarterbacks either going to pass or or hand off the ball. You know, he <laughs> might run it. That's the third option. He might he might run it. Uh, it we're going to try to get it in the end zone. If we do that, we're going to get six points, <laughs> and then we'll have a chance to kick the field goal. And if we make it, we'll get an extra point. That's called the point after. So <laughs> we're just going to go out there. I don't know. We're not anymore. I don't know. That's what I, I don't know. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tennessee won. We're four and four now. It'll be great if we actually get to a bowl game, but those black jerseys were the shit. That's pretty that's a pretty cool thing to do. They came see they came out and warmed up in the all orange. Yeah. And then they went back in. And they had the, the, the orange no, did they have orange numbers on them? Uh yeah, they did. Yeah, that's yeah. that's legit Halloween colors. Um, yeah. Got it. If you're having the game on Halloween, gotta hype it up, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of sports, have you seen this new ESPN guacamole commercial? Mm-hmm. Pretty legit. Where uh, Lamar Odom's on the bus with Magic Johnson, and I forget who else that is on there, and he's hungry, and so they open up the uh, the championship trophy, and it's got guacamole inside. And nacho cheese on the bottom. I didn't think yeah. it was as funny as you thought it was. It just caught me like. Maria didn't think it was funny either, and she's a big Lakers fan, so I thought she would at least think it was funny because of that. But, um, yeah, I thought it was – I don't know. Part of it was that it made me want some guacamole. <laughs> but uh, I thought it was pretty creative. I don't well, know. Well, quote good- of the week, now, now that we're recording on Tuesday nights, I have a feeling I'm going to write down one quote from my uh, conservative professor that I talked about <laughs> yeah. last week. And uh, this week he uh, he was talking about the American Heritage Dictionary and how it's got etymology in it of words and whatnot. And he said, I wish I had one in my study because I've got like 12 of them. <laughs> and okay. I'm thinking, yeah, right? I mean, if you've got 12. Well, you win. You should probably have one in your office at least. Yeah. And he referred to his office as a study. His study. What a jackass. What I wish I had one in my study because I've got like 12 of them. Why would I mean, you even say that? Why would you keep them all in one place? I don't know. That's that's putting all your eggs in one basket. And why would you say that? I want you guys to know that I've got a lot of American Heritage dictionaries. He was he's proud of his collection. <laughs> he sure is. He gets one every year for Christmas. Yeah. 
the um, another sports thing. Have you seen any of these 30 for 30 films on ESPN? No. You seen any of the promos for them? No. They're really good. They're like one hour long films. They're documentaries about, um, there's 30 of them, and each one is about a sports story from the past 30 years of ESPN. Yeah. And they've got a variety of directors doing them. Um, they had one about Muhammad Ali, and they the one tonight was on Lynn Bias, the um, the Celtics draft pick that died in 1986. Yeah. And there was like a really good Wayne Gretzky one I watched, and um, they're gonna do a Marion Jones one, you know, about the disgraced uh, Olympian Marion Jones. You know what? I did see the commercial. I just didn't know what was going on. I don't think I had the sound on, but I remember seeing. Yeah, um, they're doing all kind of promos, and they're gonna be running for like a year, I think, of these 30 films. You know, like they're 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 spreading them out a little bit. There's gonna yeah. be one on Allen Iverson. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just, just a variety of topics. Steve Nash is directing one. Really? About some uh, Canadian marathon runner or something, but um, they've been really good, and it's it's a short enough documentary that you don't have to commit to it too much, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just got the raw information about the sports story in there, um, and I don't know, they're pretty good. I've missed many of them. I hope they come out on Netflix or on DVD or something because I want to see them. But pretty cool stories if you're into sports. So what happened to the yin yang? What do you mean? I, I saw one. This this person came into class tonight and had a yin yang patch on her backpack. Yeah, and I was like, really? I mean, people got that shit tattooed on them, but that that, that symbol is really kind of fallen from prestige. Yeah, I don't know. I liked it because it was in Mortal Kombat <laughs> when yeah. I was a kid. I actually in my kayaks, I used to always have. There was this one gold. It was gold, black, and white. Yin Yang that I used to put on all my kayaks when I was back in the day because I loved it for Mortal Kombat, you know. But I don't know. Yeah, it's become very cliched, very hippie. I heard, um, I, you know, I'm just I'm a TA in class, but really I'm just a glorified babysitter. I just take attendance, and it was Monday. It was the day after you know the Halloween weekend or whatever. Yeah. And this girl who sits in the very front row, and who's kind of like. Um, kind of annoying you know and um she uh she was like so what were you guys for halloween because i was jade from mortal kombat and she pulls out her phone and she she has pictures of it to everybody (laughs) i'm like really you were jade (laughs) i mean i'm not gonna hate on it but that's kind of a strange if you're gonna be a mortal kombat character that's kind of a strange one to be yeah it wasn't really one of the most popular characters or anything i don't know yeah it's one of the few female characters in it I guess if you're looking for a new creative way to be slutty something for Halloween, <laughs> you're going to be Jade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. More combat. What else? You got anything else? Um, what makes a beard go bad? What's the line between a shitty beard and a cool beard? Uh, I'm on the verge. Is there some governing principle or some way to tell or is it that you just know because i'm thinking the guys i'm looking around and i see a bunch of guys with shitty beards and i don't think they know that it's shitty and then i look in the mirror i'm like wait a second do i look like a donkey (laughs) for me when it gets to the point where it's itching real bad i'm like i know that i can at that point i look in the mirror and i'm like oh man this looks real shitty (laughs) <laughs> and then I shave it, you know, because I usually am just in a in a state of it either, you know, 
in between beards, you know, just kind of like growing a beard, shaving a beard, growing a beard, shaving a beard. I don't know. Some, I mean, it kind of depends on your face and everything. Your beard looks kind of, you know, tough. So <laughs> that just got real weird. Well, I'm just being serious. A lot of dudes wear them and they look all soft and shit. Like I'm a professor or something, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know. It depends on how much it's sculpted too. If it's over sculpted, that's a lame beard. Yeah. You know? Je- Jebediah and I were in the uh, car leaving. We went to get uh, Halloween candy together from yeah. the grocery store because we were on our way back from a disc golf tournament, which I don't. I'm not going to talk about too much, but I will say, I got a hole in one. Wow! Congrats. It was the Ace Race. So the purpose, the purpose was to get holes in one. No, the guy that won got two. I got oh. one. There were a bunch of guys that got one. Yeah. So, or I got one. They, yeah. But uh, but it was my first ace, and a uh, bunch of jackasses. Yeah. Yeah. There was a costume contest because yeah. it was on Halloween, and just two two guys drove up from Charlotte for the ace race. Yeah. And they spent the entire time name dropping. Oh, no. Talking about all these pros they met and going down to the USDGC, they were ridiculous. See, that's the that 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 those people give the competitive disc golfers a bad name because I I when I'm at the course and I see those guys coming towards me, I avoid them like the plague. They're insufferable. You know, that's like true. up in your face, like oh well, this this this, you know, this person, but yeah, well, well, that's good. Congrats on hole in one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they made they they were like, well, let us sign your disc, and I was really reluctant to let those guys sign my disc, but I was caught up in the hype. Why didn't they want to sign your disc? Because uh, it was my first, um, my first ace. Uh, were they the only people that signed your disc? No, everybody that I was in the group with. Uh, okay. There were seven guys that signed my disc or whatever. But it's cool. They let you. Um, um, like, it's the company that sponsors it, comes out with a new disc specifically for the Ace Race, and yeah. that's all you're allowed to use is that new disc. So everybody's throwing the same disc. So, uh, you know, anyways, I don't really have anything else. Dr. Corporate, approved memos, lead a workshop, remember birthdays. All right, so uh, now to the next part of our show, uh, what you've been listening to. So, Grieve, what you've been listening to? I figured it out. Um, Not you're listening to the Killers again. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh no. I hold on. I um. I just I've been listening to the same five CDs. Okay? Yeah. Um, but I did finally have a breakthrough with one um, album that I've been trying to listen to, but I couldn't really listen to it. Um, and that's called Yaysayer. Okay. I think I've mentioned them before. Yeah, and, sounds familiar. Yeah, and um, I couldn't get into it. It was a little bit too hipster for me. Yeah. But then I got to, like, I, I went to their website, um and and I watched some of their videos and and you know I've been talking about um um what you call it the um you know takeaway shows yeah um, yeah people, right yeah. okay so videos they um 
they did a um, they did a takeaway show, and I watched that, and it was super legit. And um, I uh, <clears throat> so after watching the videos, I got rehype on them, and I started listening to the album all the way through. And when we drove down to Scarewinds, that was basically all we listened to yeah. was that album down and back. But the reason that I've been listening to the same five CDs over and over is because I just haven't been listening to that much music lately. Um, because I've only been listening in the car and I don't drive that much anymore. I just don't drive. Yeah. And, um, which is like a double edged sword, you know, because you're thinking less driving. Well, that's legit, but I'm not listening to as much music, which is really kind of hurt my, my spirit to realize that I just, I just haven't been listening to that much music. And as a result, I haven't been listening to like new music either, which is something that I used to like. You know, that was like a priority in my life is to continue to listen to new music. And um, and so I haven't been doing that. And um, so, yeah, I've been listening to Yaysayer, but I've still been listening to Phoenix and the Killers as well. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you bring up Phoenix because Maria is into Phoenix. And I, I Phoenix, I guess, has been kind of popular for a while, but I just recently started hearing about them. Yeah, but I actually there's a song by them that I had on an old sampler CD that I got from um, some electronic label or something, and I loved that song and I didn't realize who it was. Yeah. And so I found out that it was Phoenix because Maria played it the other day, and so um, they have they're like, a little bit you know they're a little bit soft, but they're fun to listen to. I woke up two days ago with a song in my head. Yeah. And so and and. and this morning too, right. And so the first thing I did when I got in the car was listen to it. So you got their remix album? No, I just got um, Wolfgang Van Phoenix. They've got some kind of remix album. This out, it's supposed to be pretty good. Um, That's hype. Yeah, a remix of that album, whatever that that album that is out. There's a remix album of that album. Yeah. Cool. What have you been listening to? Um, I haven't been listening to any music really. Um, I, but I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, and I realize that I haven't ever talked about other podcasts on here that I listen to that much. You know, we talk about a couple of them, but I've have listened to podcasts for years. I like to listen to them on long road trips because yeah. it makes the time pass. For some reason, I like hearing somebody talk while I'm driving, especially if it's late at night and I need to stay awake. Um, yeah. And when I go to my girlfriend's house, it takes uh, like an hour and 15 minutes to get there. So, you know, about once a week I'm making that drive and, it, you know, uh, so I listen to a lot of podcasts. And some of the ones that I like, I listen to This American Life, which is the number one podcast, I think, in the world, um, yeah. which is really good. You know, it's done by NPR. They always have interesting subjects on there. Uh, really well produced. Uh, our show has been compared to This American Life sometimes. <laughs> uh, I listen to Pardon the Interruption every day. Uh, usually in podcast format, it's just the audio from the show. I like that. That's a sports show from ESPN. Um, I also listen to Out of the Game, which we reference a lot on this show and has influenced our show quite a bit. It's a bunch of video game journalists, that former video game journalists that you know have a show every couple weeks. And um, I also listen to Film Spotting, which I've tried to hype you too, but you weren't too into no um it's a obviously a film podcast the guys get a little bit snobby sometimes but i kind of yeah. like to listen to it 
That's what turned me off about it. Well, I, 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 I keep, I take what they say with a grain of salt. Yeah. And they do have some, I don't know, I just, I, I just have kept listening to it for so long that I just listened to it. And I listened to Kevin Smith's podcast, The Smodcast. Yeah, and he he tells some funny stories on there. It's just him kind of goofing off. He's a polarizing character. Yeah, you either love him or hate him. Do you not like him? Um, well, you know, I say that, and I guess I'm kind of lukewarm. You're the now. only one who's in the middle. <laughs> yeah, well, it depends on who I'm with. Like, I can see why people love him, and I can see why people hate him. You know, and so if somebody makes the case to me, then I'll be on their side until somebody else makes a, a case to me and I'll be on their side. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I've seen all the movies. I'm not going to not watch a movie of his because people hate him, you know? Um, and some of the movies I like better than the other ones. And, uh, but none of them for me are movies that I'll watch over and over again, but none of them are so bad that I'm not going to watch a Kevin Smith movie. Right. If that makes sense. I don't love his movies, but I love him. Mm-hmm. I like, what he has to say. I like how open he is. Um, I like that he's not really, he, he just acts like a normal dude. If you listen to him talk, you know, he's just, uh, just yeah. a guy that makes movies, you know? And, um, I like some of his movies. I don't, I don't really dislike any of them. Uh, not a big clerks fan, which everybody in the world loves clerks. And I just don't get it. I like clerks too, actually a lot better than clerks one. But um, the the thing, something that he's done though that's pretty hype is um, he has a, a live night where he did like a spoken word thing, where he just told stories about his um, his filmmaking experience. And I forget what the name of that DVD is, but it's really good. I think it's called An Evening with Kevin Smith. Yeah, that's it. An Evening with Kevin yeah. Smith. So they they have part two of it on the Netflix streaming, but it's not very good. But the part one is really good. Um, and he tells all these funny stories about ridiculous people in Hollywood and stuff. <laughs> well, I love stories about ridiculous people. Yeah. He, in Hollywood. he tells some pretty scathing stories about Tim Burton, so you should listen to that. Actually. Oh, nice. He calls Tim Burton out for being an asshole to him. Tim Burton hate. Yeah. I'll, I'll buy into that any yeah. day of the week. Um, we ready to go to What's the Hype? For show. What's you, What's the Hype? Um, well, I've already tweeted it, so it, it's actually probably going to be the first thing in the show notes for episode 20, and it's, um, um, uh, Grizzles, number one fan from two weeks ago, uh, tweeted some hype, he said he thought of me, and it's pretty obvious why, um, but it, this guy, okay, so there's a website called Disc Golf Review, yeah. and they've got a really happening forum, really good forum, um, and one of the the threads is disc artwork where these people have taken off the whatever stamp is on top of a disc and they do their own die. And so they, they, they come up with their own template and they die discs with whatever they want. Yeah. And um the this one guy he there's a disc called the boss. Yeah. And um and it's actually my new favorite disc. It's really overstable, really hard to throw, but it you get some real distance on it. And um and he he put a die on a template that's a like a silhouette of Rick Ross. Yeah. And it says Da Boss and the S's are dollar symbols and it looks super legit. So It looks Josh, like you. It, it looks it does look like me. And and so Josh had tweeted that at me and I got on Disc Golf Review, created uh you know, registered 
so that I could post. Yeah. And and I posted on it. I sent the guy a personal message and I uh, said, I got to have that disc, you know, because yeah. it looks like me. And he was like, uh, I started chatting with him on Gchat and he saw my Gmail picture and he's like, to be honest, I didn't think you were being serious when you said you look like Rick Ross or a white version of Rick Ross. Yeah. And, um, and he's like, but after seeing your picture, uh, you need this disc. So he's, uh, I'm, I'm going to buy it from him. He's going to mail it. Yeah. What's the hype? Is the boss being with the boss. Like a boss. Uh, like a boss. So. Legit. That's my hype. Uh, my hype, I have a couple things that I'll run through quick. Uh, Halloween, obviously, was hype. Uh, we already went over that. Uh, Blackjack Tacos from Taco Bell. Yeah. Which I got my free one on Halloween night because they're giving away free ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the Blackjack Taco. Delicious. Highly Which is really, I mean, what? It's a taco. It just looks different. Well, it's got pepper jack sauce on it. Okay. And it's black. <laughs> it's awesome. It goes with anything. Um <laughs> the other thing is the follow-up on my hype's still out from last week. I saw the Michael Jackson movie, This Is It, mm-hmm. and it was really awesome. One of the best concert movies I've ever seen or docu- concert documentaries I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, the whole movie was, you know, the, my fear was going into it that it was going to be some sappy, sentimental thing and go into all this boring talking head stuff and everything, and it's not that at all. It's just him doing these rehearsals for these huge London shows. Mm-hmm. And it's it's amazing if you're interested in the way a performer does their craft. It, it's really amazing because it shows how he, like, choreographs his moves and how he interacts with the other dancers and with the band and everything. Yeah. And he's it's just amazing to see him because his dance moves are just incredible and they're still incredible in this in this show, you know. I mean, it's amazing. So amazing, even though he's fifty years old, like he was a little bit slower, but his moves were sharp and his voice sounded awesome. And you could tell he wasn't lip syncing because they were letting it. Like he would just kind of sing a little bit and then he would keep working on the dance moves and he would stop singing while he did that. And yeah. so you could tell it was real. And his attention to detail is incredible. Like, he would tell the keyboardist, like, I need you to come in on this beat, and I need you to play this note. And all the while, the you would think that he would be acting like a diva or something, you know, as someone, you know, of his stature, you would think they would act that way. But he was really polite and really kind to everybody he worked with. And I don't know. It was just pretty cool to see to see him do that stuff. And... It's funny to me that they said that he was so frail when he died and he was unable to work, but you wouldn't you wouldn't know it. He looked healthier than he has been in years in that movie, so. And I don't see where there was any body doubles. So if they did use body doubles, they did a pretty damn good job of hiding it. So. Cuz that was the big uh the big controversy, I guess, going in. Yeah. Which I found out was perpetrated by his father. Really? Jackson, which is who Joe Jackson's notorious for the ultimate hater. Yeah, he's gonna get every every dollar he can out of his son, you know, which he has all his whole career. So, um, well, haters gonna hate. Yeah, so if you like Michael Jackson, if you're interested in him at all, I think that it's it's worth seeing. Um, the other thing that I've was hyped on is uh, Maria bought me Borderlands. Booyah! And it is every bit as good as you had said it was. 
And so for Halloween weekend, she didn't have the I kid. am. I, you have no idea. That, for the listeners, there's not too many things that I hype Joey to. And when he does buy into the hype, he usually says, well, that's all right. That's not true. There's been Never. plenty of things that you've hyped me to. Never have you said it's every bit as good as you said it was going to be. Well, uh, here you go. Well, thank you. Then are you going to gloat about it or what? I was, well, I was right. Well, there you go. Fine, you're right. Maybe you should right. listen to me a little bit more. I should. Um, it's an awesome game. Maria bought it because she wanted to play it. Because she likes co-op games. She's not a big first-person shooter yep. person. But she's she's the one who hyped us to it originally or told me to, to ask you about it. And you had already heard of it, I think. But um, yeah. she... Um, she was like, I'm going to buy that for you, and we're going to play it. Because she didn't have the kids this weekend. Her ex had the kids, and so she came to my house, and we had the weekend together. And we played Borderlands all weekend and gave out candy on Halloween. And uh, so, I don't know. So. who does the song in the opening video? Because that song is the shit. In Borderlands? Yes. I don't know. It's like, it's a song. It's, you know, like, it's, not- it's like Creed. No, it's not Creed. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. I don't know who it is. I didn't, start, I didn't even start it. Start a new character because you have to go through the intro yeah. when you start a new character and listen to that song because it's good. Yeah. It's good. In fact, I bet you. I, I bet I can get the video for it and tweet it because the song, I like the song. I was like, wow, I don't expect to listen to like songs on video games. Even though I had the Halo 2 soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> but but it's a pretty good song. So. Yeah, that game is awesome, man. It's a mix of a lot of good things from other games. With um, it's a, It still has its own style, but it's got like bits from Halo in there. It's got bits from go. Modern Warfare in there. It's got bits from Fallout and a whole variety of other games, you know? It's called Ain't No Rest for the Wicked by Cage the Elephant. I like it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. The whole, the whole presentation of the game is really good, and I, I recommend it to anybody. And even if you – so Maria is not a big first-person shooter kind of person. She's not real into it. But as we were playing, and now that I've gone back and played by myself a little bit, I realized that she really picked it up quick. And yeah. because it has these, like, RPG elements to it, there's always something there for you, even if you're you're not real into the shooting – because you have these goals and things, it's driving yeah. you to play it more. So it's not just a shooter. It's more than that, you know. And I don't know. We had a really good time with it. She's, like, real excited to play it again. And I'm starting a new character so that I can keep the other character to play with her. But Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I say go out and get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, not the hype. You go ahead and go first. Okay, first, not the hype. I don't know if I brought this up before, but um, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, because I love chicken, and I go to Kentucky Fried Chicken, and what do they serve at Kentucky Fried Chicken? Fried chicken. You would think they would. Okay. But why is it every time I go to Kentucky Fried Chicken, they're out of extra crispy? Oh. Every time. Every time. You've mentioned this too many times. I'm getting pissed at them. Well, I'm tired of it. All you serve is chicken. Have it there. Have it ready. Cook some extra, extra crispy, because people love it. <laughs> Obviously, people like it, so get more of it. 
Um, the other thing that was not the hype, well, I mean, it was like, this was almost like too much hype, was Monday night, what, well, last night, there was a really good Monday night football game on, the undefeated mm-hmm. Saints against the Atlanta Falcons, two teams I really like, mm-hmm. on one channel. Drew Brees! Who that? Um, and on the other channel... You listen to St. Stephen Show, I'm here with St. Bernard! Who that? Well, yeah, who that? Well, yeah, who that's? Um... The other channel was the World Series. Yeah. Game five, I think. Yeah, yeah. game five. And so I was like, they were on at the same time, and I was and like the flipping the third my... channel was me playing Borderlands. Right. And I so I, I skipped that channel <laughs> and just concentrated on the sports. It was all I could do to keep up with both games, and I did a pretty poor job of it. Because yeah. the, the flipping back and forth between those – Football is a very fast game. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't seem that way, but it really is. Like, you turn away from football and something can happen, you know. Baseball is a very slow game. But on the same token, though, you turn away from that and something can happen. Well, it just seemed like I was always synced up wrong because I'd flip over to the World Series and I'm like, oh, my God, this is it's a pitcher pulling something out of his cleats. <laughs> Every time I switched to the World Series, it was a pitcher down there, like, with a toothbrush getting the mud out of his cleats. <laughs> and then I would flip back. So I would I'd flip over there, spend two seconds watching the pitcher dig the stuff out of his cleats, and then I'd switch back to the other get to the game, and it would be yeah. like, oh, my God, amazing touchdown. <laughs> like, oh, man, too bad what? our instant replay's not working tonight. Golly. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to that kind of stuff, when it comes to watching sports, yeah. well, i got to commit. I'll watch until the commercial. Uh, okay. And then I'll flip over and I'll watch till the commercial on the other game. Because there's just there's no rhyme or reason to it, so you have to go commercial to commercial. There's just no other way to do it. That's probably a good idea. But I just I was just out of sync with it and Well, when you think that might be a good idea, just remember Borderlands. Well, that would be pretty hard for you to get two good ideas in that short. <laughs> but the uh, the World Series is going back to New York because it's going to Game Six. It's three mm-hmm. two. I think I think the Yankees are going to win. Drew Brees. Drew Brees. I think the Yankees are going to win at home in the new ballpark. So mm. I just got a feeling. I got a feeling. <laughs> Let's not start that again. No. Um, so that's my, uh, yeah, that's my not the height. What's your not the height? Um, well, for me, it's the, the the juxtaposition between the amount of work I have to do and the amount of hype that's going on in other areas of my life. Um, because I find it so easy to get distracted. Yep. Um, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is coming out a week from today. Yeah. And I got like, I got like a hundred pages to write by the end of the month. Yeah. So I really don't know how it's gonna. I don't know how it's gonna work out. And it's like, I just feel this pressure. It's like, it keeps me from like breathing regularly when I'm trying to do work because when I'm doing work, yeah. all I can think about is video games and like disc golf and politics. And then when I'm doing all that other stuff, all I can think about is not doing what it is I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. You know, so it's the old adage of do what you need to do when you need to do it, and then you can do what you want to do when you want to do it. 
Uh, but I'm having a hard time doing what I need to do when I need to do it. I, I'm going to uh, wait on Call of Duty. I'm going to wait on it because I've got too much to do right now. Well, that's not I'm possible. That's that's just not possible for me. P. Kane's doing a, a trailer for the Grotto of the Unicorn. Sweet. Modern Warfare 2. So, look forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody get excited. Still out. Um, I'll go ahead and kick this one off. Yeah. The, um, the cats are mainly healed up, and they've been inside for a week now. Yeah. And um, we, I've, I've prevented. I don't allow Weezy to come in the office anymore because he was peeing in here too much. Yeah. And um, and he's been running around the house crazy, just meowing, meowing, meowing. So I finally let him outside this morning, and Mackenzie was not happy with that decision. And and so the hype's still out whether or not. I told her we're because she's like the cats just need to stay inside because when we took them to the vet this past time it cost five hundred dollars. Oh my gosh. That's not that's not that's not cool. You we, know? we have to make some tough decisions in my house. <laughs> well, so you know the hype's still out. It's like if you keep them inside, they're miserable. If you let them outside, there's a chance they could cost you five hundred dollars. So what do you do? Well, my my pets and I have an agreement that we're gonna both try to make each other as miserable miserable as possible. Yeah. So that kind of works into our scheme that I keep them inside and they annoy the shit out of me all day. So. Well, I uh, I, I don't know, man. My cat Weezy just get he just gets so upset. He just goes from window to window, meowing, 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 not understanding why he can't go outside. He's still he's not 100 percent healed on his chest. It was probably not a good decision for me to let him outside today. I just could not stand him being miserable anymore. And um, Mackenzie was like, fuck that. Keep him inside. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, he's fine. He's fine. When he meows, he's saying, I love you. Right. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it, though. So I don't know. I told her if they go outside and they get hurt again, then we'll keep him inside for good. So I'm really pulling for these guys not to get hurt again. Yeah. Yeah. So, what about you? Uh, we've already talked about this before. My hype's still out. Is uh, the men who stare at goats? Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like it's fucking hilarious to me. But it's you know, there's the old the the rule, you know, that the more promotion for a movie, the the lower the you know the the, the higher the promotion, the lower the quality. Yeah. And it's. They're taking out a lot of ads for it all over the place, even on the Internet. They are, but it's weird that they haven't promoted it until this point. It seems like they've done a lot of promotion in the past three weeks, whereas other movies, it seems like you would – I didn't even know this movie was coming out until three weeks ago, you know? So I don't yeah, know if they just like – three weeks is still a lot of time to promote a movie. Yeah, but I, I would think I would hear about it through other venues, you know, through the Internet and stuff. I, I did. haven't heard anything. I didn't, but – well. Maybe you should spend some more time on the internet. Maybe I should, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it looks funny, man. I don't know that I'm going to go see it in the theater, but it looks like one of those that's going to be, I don't know. It could be like... I'm telling you, it's going to be a badge of honor movie. Yeah. Uh, I like many Sarah Goats, so indie. Oh, I'm going to quote it for days. Yeah. <laughs> Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Now everybody's saying that. Like all the us uh, on all the sports talk shows and stuff, they're all saying it. 
Well, yeah, who that? Sports Center and uh, PTI, they're all starting to say it now. So. Good. Catching on. Drew Brees. I'm glad we could lead the hype. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that commercial's been out for a year now, too. I don't know why it's just now catching on, but I saw it last year. Um, okay, so um, Grizzles had a suggestion that we add something to this portion of the show, as if the show's not long enough already. Mm-hmm. Um, call, since this is like our consumables section, we're consuming, mm-hmm. um, what have you been interneting? <laughs> what have you been surfing? What have you been surfing on the internet? On the World Wide Web. Yeah, so... Um, By the way, I had to watch a documentary in class yeah. just uh, last night, and, um, and it was on VHS, if that tells you anything. Oh, no. And there was a montage where they were talking about the internet, but it was like the internet from, like, 96. Yeah. And so, like, it was it was ridiculous, and, and I couldn't help it. I go, oh, the World Wide Web. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the guy that made the documentary was sitting in the front of the class. <laughs> As if he didn't know it wasn't dated. Yeah. Anyways. So um, what, do you, what have you been surfing? Uh, so I got this. I, I, Eric Avery from Jane's Addiction. I follow him on Twitter. And he posted this thing from the Huffington Post of the 15 dumbest products ever made. Yeah. And a lot of people tweeted that. Did they? Yeah, okay. man. It must, have been, it must have been just some hype or something, but I went and looked at it. I often don't look at those sort of t- things. I, I don't know, but I did. I went and looked at it, and it it's like I was like expecting it to be some funny stuff and the rest of it not that funny, and it was ridiculous. It that, is absolutely ridiculous. How, that one product where you put the – Dildo in between the boobs, they sleep better. <laughs> yeah. Sean, Sean Elliott had tweeted that YouTube video a while ago. Oh, did he? I had already watched that. I don't. I have no idea how that product even made it. Number one to 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 production. Yeah. Number two, how they made that commercial and how it ever aired on television. There's I, it, every single one of those products was like that for me. Um, well, I didn't see. I, I didn't watch all the videos. You need to look at all. There's the hula chair, which is totally in. Yeah, the hula chair. I've seen that video. Oh, the um, the uh, what was the other one that was really funny? Oh, the shotgun rack on the bed. Oh, I didn't see. Did you that. see that? It's like a rack that you can stick in between your mattresses, so you can put your shotgun next to your bed. Nice. And it's dead serious. <laughs> it is funny. So um, we'll put the link up. So the Huffington Post's um, 15 Dumbest Products, and they're all just funny, really funny. I watched all the videos from which I usually don't do either. I, I have, a, like, a, a low attention span for Internet videos usually. But um, the other thing I've been surfing is there's a site called flickchart.com. I don't know if I've mentioned it before or not, but... Um, yeah. It's it's basically a way for you to to rank movies you've seen, and yeah. uh, like two movies will show up on screen, two posters for movies. The backup, that's the shotgun rack. Yeah, the backup. Just that name itself is the great. Backup. The tr- the trailer's great for it, but um, yeah, flick chart. So two movie you you make an account, two movies pop up on screen. You choose which movie you like better. Nice. And you have to choose. You can't skip any of them. Um, you can yeah. say you can say I haven't seen this movie and another movie will pop up. 
Yeah. Or you can say, I haven't seen both movies, and two movies will, will pop up. And so you wind up building this, and it takes a while to get a really accurate list. But what yeah. it tries to do is based on what, you know, and then it'll start pitting the movie. Like, if you go through it, and then you start pitting the movies you've already judged against each other or against new movies, then it makes this, like, hierarchy of what your music, your film tastes are. Um, and it takes a while for it to, to like, like I said, kind of get accurate to your tastes, but it's it's kind of fun. I spent a couple hours on it a few weeks ago just messing around with it. Cause it's kind of addictive, you know, like, ooh, what's going to come up next? <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's like crazy shit, like, Gone with the Wind versus Rush Hour 2 or something, you know? It's like, what? Really? How can I choose between those? That's called Flickchart? Flickchart.com, yeah. F-L-I-C-K-C-H-A-R-T.com. Yeah. The better way to rank the best movies of all time. Yeah. And you can you can look at other people's lists and see what their, is in their top five and ridicule them for it. So. Nice. So what about uh, you? What have you been surfing? Well, I um, <clears throat> a lot of the stuff that that well, I follow Sean Elliott on on Twitter, and he's he's always he'll he'll just purge, you know, like yeah. fifteen tweets in a row, and it's all funny stuff that gets sent to him. And every now and again, he'll post something that's a Facebook like status update, and then all the comments for it. Yeah. And um, and just the other day he did that, and I saw that it came from a website called LameBook. Yeah. Dot com. <laughs> yeah. And so I lit. I just like you and Flickchart, I spent about an hour and a half on LameBook. Dot com the other day, just reading ridiculous status updates and the comments on them, and they're all over the board. Um, so it's worth going to take a look if you want to waste some time. But yeah. If you need something careful. else to waste your time on the internet. Yeah. Be careful because it's. Pretty easy to fall into a pit. Um, yeah, I got to see what's next. I got to see what's next. Um, and then the other one is, and I don't know if you're whatever. It's Andrew Sullivan, um, who who blogs for the Atlantic. Well, well, <laughs> well. I felt I felt a little guilty uh, putting the Huffington Post on mine. <laughs> yeah, well. Now I've read something. Mean, he's a good writer. I like reading. I read I, his column. When people send it to me, I read it. I don't check. See, that's the thing. I used to, I used to just read it whenever people sent me stuff. But now I'm going there like five times a day and reading everything that he writes, and um, which is funny because people still send me stuff. Um, yeah, you know, I've already like, seen it. Yeah, and I don't say that, you know, but uh, you know, and I send a lot of stuff to my mom because my mom and I have very different political ideologies. Yeah, and um, and just the other day. She referred to my emails as, oh, yeah, that's my bullshit for the day. <laughs> and uh, so I emailed her today, and I said, here's your bullshit for the day. Nice. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's – I like what he has to say. So I don't know. If, you, if you're if you interested and you, you feel cynical about politics and you don't, you know, feel like you know – I don't know. For me, when I'm getting into politics, I felt like I didn't know anything, so therefore, why even try? Yeah. Um, I think he's pretty accessible. Um, and it takes reading for several days to get some context, but once you have a context, it's very easy, you know, to read several different bloggers, political bloggers, or, you know, the news in general, 
And, um, you know, and you feel better about doing that because you have a context for understanding the news. So, yeah. Um, but a lot of stuff that's covered on major cable networks, that's not really, I don't know, for me, uh, it's, it's not as interesting. Um, cause it's just characters, you know, and yeah. they've got, you know what they're going to say before they say it. So a lot of stuff, I get my news these days mainly from, from the internet rather than from the television. So I've been reading a lot of Andrew Sullivan lately. That's, well, look at that. Caveat. Yeah. Caviar. In the rain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, another site I just thought about that I check out that I've been looking at for years is um, ESPN.com has a section called Page Two, mm-hmm. and it's all it's all kind of I don't know it's it's very specialized sports stories and they have a lot of interesting stuff. Like one of my favorite things on there is there's this guy that like talks about uniforms and the different designs on uniforms, like the logos and things. Yeah, he's like real into the science of it, like. When did somebody change this logo and everything? And there's also, like, stories about its opinion pieces and things, editorials. Yeah. Um, but there's always some good stuff on there. There's that one guy that writes for him that's the big Boston fan. Oh, that's Bill Simmons. He's hilarious. Yeah, he, everybody likes him, the sports guy, um, <laughs> which I just I just subscribed to his podcast. I haven't listened to it yet, but, yeah, um, yeah he's pretty well known. Um, he worked his way up through the ranks. He was actually a writer for Jimmy Kimmel for a while. And yeah, he he's really good too. Yeah, his his uh his column is on there every couple days or whatever, so. Yeah. And he's actually the guy that got that 30 for 30 film thing. He that was actually his idea to get that started, so. Nice. Yeah. So there's some internet for you. <laughs> the odds are all of you have already been to all those websites, but maybe one day we'll have a website that you haven't been to. The problem with recording a podcast, right, is that, like, if something goes viral, we record it tonight, you publish it tomorrow, everybody's already seen it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's how, like, with, yeah, like, my girlfriend is, is really, she knows everything that happens on the Internet. And so I'll get some really excited about something, and I'm like, oh, man, look at this. And she's like, I saw that, like, four weeks ago when it was popular <laughs> like oh man i never win we should t- entitle this segment stuff you've already seen before us it could be that or we could we could take it to twitter too and say who we're following and everybody's already following them yeah so of the five people that are on twitter yeah yeah our twitter feed blowing up yeah um, okay, well, so in honor of our 20th episode, we're going to do top 20 for episode 20 for Grab Bag. And, um, Are we not doing <laughs> Drew came up with this idea, and he said, we'll do, top, we'll do a top 20. And he's like, no, no, we'll do five top fives. And then I didn't even think I about thought that it. equaled 20. <laughs> and later, yeah, later he was like, you know that five, five fives is not 20. I just realized it's 25. And I was like, the funny thing is, is I didn't realize that. So I made five top fives. So I've actually only got four top I'm fives. I'm just going to do four. My other one was okay. very good. So Okay. So the way I see this happening is that I've got – we didn't list what the five – you know, the top five list would be. Yeah. So – or or the four. <laughs> the four top five list would be for top 20, episode 20. Um, and so, 
you know, I, I tried to, you know, I don't know. I was having a hard time coming up with top five lists that we haven't already done yeah. for three on three, you know, cause top I don't five to... lists for three on three. Yeah. 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 And, um, and so I tried to do stuff different, but, um, I'm going to, I'll do a top five and then you're going to have to respond with your top five in my top five. Like my first one I'll do is beverages. Okay. okay. I'm going to give you my top five beverages and you've had no time to think about it, so you just got to rattle off your top five as Ooh, best you can. Tough. Okay? Um, and yeah. then you come back with me. So this, this grab bag is going to take an hour and a half. Yeah. That's stuff that nobody else cares about. So I'm going to try to go fast. My, my top five beverages in order from five to one, counting down, okay? Fifth favorite is the Pepto-Bismol Sobe drink, which most people do is ridiculous or disgusting. You gotta oh. listen. You can't be writing out your shit. I'm, just, I'm listening. I, that's disgusting. That, I heard. I heard your sharpie. No, 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 no. Paper. It's the so the soapy drinks that come in the glass bottles. They have two pink ones. Both of them are delicious. Ugh. But they look like Pepto Bismol, and they've kind of got the consistency of Pepto Bismol uh. as well. But it's like strawberry daiquiri. Yeah. Delicious. Number four is the raspberry apple vitamin water. Yeah. I don't know the name of it. It starts with an R. I think it's like Rejuvenate or something. Grizzles would know. He might tweet it. Number three, obviously, Diet Coke. Number two is water, because I drink it all the time. And number one is coffee. It's my favorite beverage of all time. Sweet. Your top five beverages. Uh, coffee is number five. Yeah. Um, cranberry juice, number four. Okay. Sweet tea, number three. Mm-hmm. Mm. Representing the South. Mm-hmm. Specifically, my mom's sweet tea, which is actually probably my mom's sweet tea is probably my number one. But in general, sweet tea number three. Um, number two, uh, wild cherry diet Pepsi. Okay, love it. Most people hate it. I love it. Um, yeah. And number one is Perrier. <laughs> Perrier. You fucking asshole. Fucking bubbly water. Uh, I drink my Perrier while reading Andrew Sullivan ah, the Daily Dish. Perrier. Yeah. So there we okay. Go. Top five for you. All right. Um, this is top five. Um, I've got a little book that I write my top tens in because mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of that, keeping up with all that, and I use it for various things like stupid podcasts. <laughs> uh, so I'm just – this one's a little bit uh, – I don't know. Just hit it. It's a little bit boring, I guess, but top five Modest Mouse songs. Oh. Um, which Modest Mouse is one of – both of ours favorite bands. Um, this is my hipster cred list here. Only their <laughs> old stuff. Um, number five is Trailer Trash. I don't know what album these are off of. Yeah. Uh, number four is Miss the Boat. Number three is The Good Times Are Killing Me. Number two is Summer. And number one is Positive Negative. Hmm. So that's five songs that I think if you've never listened to Modest Mouse before, if you listen to those songs, you get a kind of an overview of some of the things they do on their, in their music. Pretty good. Pretty good um, mix. I'm not sure these are going to be in – I'm just going to name five. Okay. Um, Blame It on the Tetons. Yeah. Good Times Are Killing Me. Mm-hmm. Broke. Bukowski. And – Styrofoam boots. See, all good too. Any of those could be in my top five, but they're not. That's a good. 
that's a good list right there. It's a good top five. Yeah. Um, next is foods. Foods, wow. Do number, it. Number five is an everything bagel with cream cheese. Yeah. Number four is beans and rice with my homemade salad dressing. Number three is General Sal's chicken. Number two is pizza. And number one is corn in any fashion. <laughs> corn. Yeah. Um, great, great meal. Okay. I'm not sure if these are going to be in the right order or not, but um, let's do number five would be Eggs Benedict. <laughs> That's what rich people eat for breakfast every morning. Every day. What I aspire to. Um, number four would be uh, fried chicken. Yeah. Not from KFC. No. Love the extra crispy, but never can get it. Uh, three would be uh, sesame chicken. Love Chinese food. <laughs> Love some chicken. Love some chicken. Um, two would be uh, sushi. Yeah. And number one would be uh, Reese's Cups. Legit. Yeah. I like how you consider that a food, not a candy. Yeah. I could throw a filet mignon on there, too. I really do like that as well. So I drink it with my – I eat it with my Perrier. <laughs> yeah, you do. While reading political blogs. All right. You ready? Uh, top five Tom Cruise movies. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, which this is one I actually already had in my little book. I don't know why. <laughs> I already had it. It used, to be a lot, it used to be a lot more respectable list when Tom Cruise wasn't a raving lunatic, like maybe five years ago, you know, but which he was a raving lunatic. We just didn't know it back then. Um, number five is the Masterpiece Cocktail. Um, and, you know, Tom Cruise starred in, like, Ten movies in the eighties, and they were all had the same plot, you know, just different yeah. different circumstances surrounding them. Um, number four is uh, Days of Thunder. Yeah. Number three is The Color of Money, which yeah. uh, I love. Um, number two is Top Gun. Yeah. You're dangerous. And number one is Jerry Maguire. <laughs> I can't believe it. I cannot believe it, but I'm pretty sure we're going to have completely separate top five Tom Cruise movies. Why? Oh, you're not, there's no overlap? No. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I love Top Gun and Days of Thunder because it's exactly the same movie. Well. Just one's in the car and one's in a plane. Yeah, you know what? No, both of those are legit and both of those belong yeah. on my list. Um, but I'm going to add in Eyes Wide Shut, number five. Ooh, I didn't like that movie. Um, Vanilla Sky, number four. That's just out of my top five. A Few Good Men, number three. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to say Top Gun, number two. Yeah. And number one is Magnolia. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think of Magnolia. Great movie, yeah. good soundtrack, too. And it, I, yeah, that's in my, I mean, that's to me, that's a great movie. It is, all of those are good movies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, top five television shows. Ooh. Oh, I've got um, this in my book. <laughs> I'll turn to it. Honorable mentions. I've got two honorable mentions. Okay. One for comedy. Okay. Which would be The O'Reilly Factor. And one for <laughs> one for being snooty, and that would be Inside the Actor's Studio. Now on to the top five. Number okay. five is The American Office. Number four is Saturday Night Live. Number three is The West Wing. Number two is The Office. Number one is The Wire. 
And I will argue anybody to I'm blue in the face to to convince them that The Wire is the best television show ever made, ever aired on television, period. Done. And The Office is, the BBC Office is by far the best comedy ever made. Yeah. Okay, it's hard to argue that. Yeah. It really it's is. impossible to argue it. So, <laughs> done. Okay. Uh, well, here's my top five. Um, number five is Lost in Space, the old 60s sci-fi show, because I loved it when I was a kid. Totally cheesy, but I loved it. Uh, number four is The Wire. Number three is The BBC Office. Number two is The O.C. And number one is The Twilight Zone. I knew, I knew number one was going to be Twilight Zone for you. Yeah, I love it. And I would have to say another two honorable mentions would be The Tom Green Show and Jackass. As shameful as that is, those two shows Own it. had huge influences on me. So that's a good list. That's interesting that you put the wire that that low, though. Well, I actually, it wasn't on this list at all because I made this list out a long time ago, and I hadn't seen the wire yet. So I just yeah. kind of put it in there and took something else off. So it needs. What would you take off? Um, the Cosby Show. Oh, love the Cosby Show. It's hard. It's hard not to have the Cosby show on your top five. Yeah. I cried when that went off the air. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching it with my family. Because when I was a kid, we, my mom, for some reason, was super strict about television, okay? She, like, she wouldn't let me watch Ren and Stimpy, wouldn't let me watch The Simpsons. The Simpsons. Yeah. Okay? But every night, we got to watch the Cosby show, and then we watched Roseanne. Oh God, Roseanne is way worse than The Simpsons. She loved Roseanne, so we and it was a time in my life when I was only allowed to watch The Cosby Show, and I had to go to bed as my sister and my family stayed up to watch Roseanne. Uh-oh. You want to talk about scarring? Yeah. Okay, that was horrible to let. But you thought Earth... Roseanne was the best show on earth? Well, so it? then later on, then you know, as I got older, I was allowed to stay up to watch Roseanne, but I had to run to my bathroom and get ready for bed during commercial breaks. Yeah. Like she would make me go get ready for bed during commercial breaks because as soon as it was, it was over I had to go to bed. And um, and the uh, yeah, so when it went off air I mean the whole family was sitting there. We were all broken up about it. Such a good show, The Cosby Show. Yeah, really good. Show. Um, for show. Uh, top ten board games. Top five board games. Okay. Um, number five is Stratego. You ever played that? No. You know what I'm talking about? No. All right. It's got all these little pieces. You have a spy. You have a bomb. You don't know what the pieces are. They face off against each other. I don't know. It's a pretty classic game. Number four is Chess. Number three is Backgammon. Number two is Monopoly. And number one is Risk. <sighs> hmm. Um... Okay. I'm going to say number five is Sorry. Mm-hmm. Number four is Sequence. Number three is Risk. Number th- two is Chess. And number one is Catan, Settlers of Catan. Yeah. By far the best to me. Every every which way possible. All expansion packs. <laughs> That's a good list. Nice. Yeah. Okay, here's my last top five. Top five characteristics about someone else. Mm. Number five five is compassion. Number four is intuition. 
Number three is willingness to ask for help. Number two is the ability to admit when wrong. And number one is a sense of irony. Wow. And I would say that the 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 ability to admit when one's wrong goes into honesty, obviously. But but when you're wrong, if you can admit it, that's so much more legit. And sense of irony, I guess, is probably my favorite thing about anybody else's sense of humor. Yeah. So I mean, you can't you can't be funny without having a sense of irony to me, and that's probably the like the top of potential for somebody's humor. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Wow, I only exhibit, like, one of those characteristics. Yeah, you're a fucking asshole. Yeah, the humble. <laughs> you said humble, right? <laughs> no, I didn't say humble. Uh, okay. That's, that's, I'm very humble. I'm, like, the humblest. I'm the most humble guy I know. Um, geez, that's a tough one, man, without thinking about it. Okay, sense of humor is one. Um, whatever the opposite of being entitled to things is. Yeah. I don't know what you would say there. The opposite of being entitled. Yeah, the opposite of entitlement. Um, the ability to listen to reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't like people, so. <laughs> um, I guess uh, the a, pre- a predilection towards hype. Yeah. One, being able to hype yeah. things up. Yeah. Is that five? Yeah. That's four. Okay. And um, I guess maybe artistic nature, creativity. Creativity. Yeah. There you go. Chomps. That's it. That's it for me. You've got. I think you got one more. Yeah, one more. Movies from my childhood. Um, movie, these are these are the top five movies that I either loved or meant something to me when I was a kid. Um. Okay, um, number five is Rocky Four. I will break you. Um, number six, I mean number five. Number <laughs> By the way, time out. I fell asleep in class. Yeah. Tonight, I, I was like nodding out. I was trying to stay awake a lot. You know, I mean, like, uh, really trying hard to stay awake. And it was a three-hour class, so we took a break. And I was like really happy to take a break. And I was walking out with my one friend in class to go get a drink of water and that kind of stuff. You know, just mill around in the hallway. And he goes. Get up, Rock! Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah? <laughs> nice. Because I was not... Uh, anyways. That's a Rocky reference. Yeah. Um, number four is Ghostbusters. And part of the reason that one's on the list is because uh, my mom got it for me when it was a rental. And there was only, like, two copies that every rental store would ever get of movies back then. Yeah. And somehow, on the day it came out, she got it. And so I got yeah. to see it, and I was really, really stoked on that. Number three is uh, the Goonies. Yeah, never seen it. You never seen the Goonies? No, it's one of those things that if you made it this long, not seeing it, you just don't watch it. Well, it, it, you may not like it if you weren't of that era. I know a lot of people that weren't of that era that do not like it, you know. But I mm-hmm. really like it. Um, great movie to watch uh, at a birthday party or something, you know. Um, number two is Karate Kid. Course. Yeah, and number one, uh, the star, the original Star Wars trilogy. I'm kind of including those all together. So nice. I used to watch those every day after school. But yeah, um, 
I can't remember the name of I'm drawing a blank on the name of it right now. It was the first rated R movie I ever saw. Jean-Claude Van Damme. It's not Bloodsport. Kickboxer. Yeah. Kickboxer. That's it. I'm writing that down. I want to watch that movie again. Not that it's good. Yeah. It's just the first... The, you know, you had the one friend whose parents worked, both of them, you know? Yeah. And so you go over to their house and they, you know, you did stuff that your parents wouldn't let you do. Yeah. And that's what we did. We watched Kickboxer one day after school. Nice. And, uh, and then about a couple months later, the kid broke his arm falling off the back of my treehouse and was never my friend again. Ah. Um, his first name was Baron. And my mom said, why would you name your son Baron? Anyways, um, the next, uh, number four is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, good one. The first one, that was the first time I ever heard a cuss movie, a cuss word in the movie, and it was <laughs> Raphael when he lost his side. Damn! <laughs> Uh, um, <laughs> number three is Tommy Boy. That was um, not really childhood, but I was like maybe middle school, and it yeah. was the first like comedy where I was like quoting it, you know. Yeah. Uh, another one. I was in fifth grade when I saw Jurassic Park for the first time. Ooh, that's that. Fun. Yeah, it totally melted my brain. And number one <sighs> is Singing in the Rain. Wow. Yeah, my Singing sister, in the rain. My, yeah, my stepmom set up this journal for my yeah. sister. Um, it was called My Musicals or whatever, and, it, and and so my stepmom would have us watch musicals as kids, and yeah. uh, and she kept a journal of the musicals she saw, and I just really, really liked Singing in the Rain. Good movie. It's <laughs> not one you traditionally think of children watching, but... I guess not, but if you think about it, none of those were cartoons. I never watched any cartoon movies or cartoons on television as a kid. Yeah, I don't understand that. I think something's wrong with you, but... Well, I was busy singing in the rain. <laughs> yeah, you were busy <laughs> watching show tunes and listening to show tunes. And... Another good board game is Life. Life? That was, that was when we played as... Yeah, I had this board game called Fireball Island, which was awesome. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of it, but it was this huge, like, three-dimensional island, and you had these marbles that would roll down it to, like, knock these explorers off. And... No, but we did play Mousetrap as a kid. Oh, yeah. I love that but game. That, Never owned it. but That game was always just a disappointment because you spend so much time setting it up, and then somebody would kick something, and it would all fall apart. Yeah, I just I don't liked, think I ever got through an entire game of Mousetrap. I never played the actual game. I would just go over to people's house and set it up and play with it. Uh, yeah, you know, just messing around with the different parts and stuff. Um, other ones on my list were Clue and Trivial Ooh. Pursuit. Ooh, and Clue the movie is actually pretty funny. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, wasn't um, what's his name in it? Oh, Tim Curry's in it, and a bunch Tim of people. Curry. Yeah, poor man's uh, Robert Downey Jr. Tim Curry. Yeah, you think he's poor man's Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, a little bit sure. older than Robert Downey Jr. Well, you know. Um, I read this thing on the internet the other day about this. This, this somebody went to uh, to see him on Broadway, Tim Curry. Yeah. And afterwards, he came out and did like a meet and greet and signed autographs, and everybody was bringing their like Rocky Horror picture memorabilia and you know all these other movies he's been in, and. Um, some this person yelled out, "I loved you in Muppet Treasure Island," <laughs> and he apparently like stopped what he was doing and said, "Who said that?" and uh, called them up to the front and said, 
Um, I loved that movie too, and he signed their, their <laughs> autograph. So he like gave him a real special autograph for uh, calling that out. Nice. Yeah, Muppet Treasure Island. Muppet Treasure Island. <laughs> yeah, but Clue's pretty funny, man. I need to get. I need to put that in Netflix. It's a pretty good movie. Christopher okay. Lloyd's in that. And... It's good stuff. Yeah. Nice. Well. Happy 20th. Yeah, here's the 20 more years. <laughs> I, to be honest with you, when we did episode one, I thought we might get five episodes in. So the fact that we're at 20 episodes is ridiculous. There's been some other times where I thought we were done, too. So. I'm pretty sure there's been some other times when everybody else thought we were done. By the way, our numbers are starting to pick up again. I think it's because we're adding on a regular basis. Are they? Yeah, they, I don't look at any of that stuff. I don't. They picked up. It. We picked up uh, about. We've been picking up from like we 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 hit a real bottom about four episodes ago and got down to double digit downloads. We, we were at like ninety six downloads, and um and we're we're working our way back up and through the hundreds. So we were at like six hundred and fifty. Yeah. And um, and then we just stopped recording for like two years. Yeah. And uh, but now we're back up. Now we're back up. And if you're listening, please send some ideas for us to talk about because I think I've talked about everything I know about. Yeah. And that's not going to stop me from talking about a bunch of shit I have no idea about. But you know. Oh, and we're planning tentatively to do a music episode part two. Um. So if you have any music-related stuff, especially, send it to us. We don't know when we're going to do it yet. But if you have stuff, if you listen to the other music, we obviously don't want to talk about the same stuff we talked about on the other music episode, but if you have new stuff you would like to uh, have us talk about on there, let us know. We're going to have some guests on for that. And Booyah. Booyah. Music Booyah. episode two, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Thanks for listening to episode 20, Fine China. We'll be back next week. Later. Subject now, I was knocking on your ears, don't be you, we were always out looking towards the future. We were begging for the past. Well, we know we had the good things, but those never seemed to last. Oh, please just last. Everyone's unhappy, everyone's ashamed. Well, we just got caught looking at somebody else's page Well, nothing ever went quite exactly as we planned Our ideas held no water, but we used them like a dam
everyone goes crazy over such and such and such We made ourselves a pillow, we just used it as a crutch We were certainly uncertain, at least I'm pretty sure I am Well, we didn't need the water, but we just built that good god Just dancing our own wake All our favorites were a plank So we could shake, 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 shake Tiny curtains open and we heard the tiny clap of little hands of tiny man would tell a little joke And get a tiny laugh from all the folks and Drifting around on bubbles and thinking It was us to carry them When we finally got it figured out That we had truly missed the boat 